Good morning. Let's turn our Bibles to Psalms 121. Welcome back to church. Psalms 121. This is my first Sunday in the new year. That's your pastor. The first Sunday we were gone. And then last Sunday we didn't have church. So I'm excited to be here on the first Sunday for us in the new year. Psalms is in the middle of your Bible, right? Did we forget? Psalms 127. I have some notes in the back if you need it. But by this time, you should have it. This is our third time going through this lesson now. And we're going to finish today. I think the last time I taught this was before Christmas last, yeah, before Christmas last year. Uh, so if you want to archive it later, it's in the it's in the live stream, so you can go do that. I'm not going to go all the way back and review, okay? We talked about uh, making homework, the idea of uh, raising a family, raising a home, husband and wife, and uh, children. And uh, we had our, our, our first thought, and, and, and really the foundation of it is scriptural. We see that on our, on our diagram here, scriptural truth. And uh, we go to uh, point number... Uh, letter under letter B, under point number one, his protection for children, we find that letter that number one, it's like building a house. And so we're using that as an illustration here. And the foundation being scriptural truth. And another foundation with scriptural truth is uh, loving acceptance. And we talked about truth that we shouldn't uh, hide or uh, be afraid to tell our children the truth, but at the same time, we should do it in the spirit of love. And the Bible talks about a verse that says, uh, speak the truth in love. And so it's easier uh, for people to accept hard truth when they know you love them. And when you're speaking out of a heart of love and a spirit of love, man, I fail at that at times, especially in the moment when I see a problem and I know the truth that they need to hear at that moment. And, but I don't have a problem finding the truth. Praise the Lord. Uh, the scripture is given to us. But at times I have a problem with my, sp- with my spirit and the attitude of maybe the times I say those things. And it doesn't come across in the spirit of love. All right? So those are two foundations that's very, very important. Scriptural truth. Know the Bible and what the Bible says. And don't depend on just what people say. Uh, would depend on what the Bible says, and then having some loving acceptance uh, in that. And then we go on to point number three now in our lesson, point number three in our lesson, and that is uh, the pillar of time in nurture. So you see time in nurture right there. Uh, we've said this before, and we've said it uh, several times, uh, uh, but before we continue, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we come and help us, Lord, to be reminded of some of the things that we already covered in this lesson. Thank you for uh, good Bible truths, Lord, that we're going to cover here in, in regards to the home and how to build a proper home in a, in a broken society. Lord, where we can still have faith, Lord, and we can have hope, and we can try, Lord, with your help, Holy Ghost, uh, to fashion and build our, our, our home uh, via your word and via your uh, guidance uh, through the Holy Ghost in our life. Lord, I pray that you'd help each mom, each dad. I pray for 
us, Lord, as we are the, the leaders of the home. I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to build it uh, upon you, Lord Jesus. Lord, help uh, the grandparents maybe that are here and uh, uh, maybe uncles and, and, and things of that nature, that they have a part, Lord, in somebody's home. Lord, whether they have children that have children now, Lord, I pray that you'd help them uh, to be an example and, and a support to the mom and dad. Lord, bless us as we continue. Give us some truths that will be something that we won't forget, maybe something new that we haven't heard before, uh, a new insight, a new uh, angle, or a new perspective. Lord, I pray that you'd help us as we continue this morning. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's go to Psalms 127. Just in way of review, we've been getting a lot of our our basic foundation and truth of lesson number one in our lesson book from this chapter in Psalms 127. And we just read it to you again, verse number one, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wake it but in vain. You see the responsibility of both human responsibility that needs to be a part of it, and then God's responsibility. As you see your life in, in Christianity, you're going to find that God has things for you to do as a human being. And then he'll couple it with what he's going to do as God. All right? There's things you can't do, only God can do. But there's some things that he would like you to do, to initiate some things, to see your heart, to see your faith. He's going to ask you to take a step of faith in some areas to see if you're willing and see if you're yielded to his guidance and to his truth. And so there's a part that you have to take in, in doing the Christian walk. You know, a lot of times we say, well, God's going to do all of it. Absolutely he will. But there's a part also, the, the coupled truth in that is that we have a human responsibility. How in the world are you going to know the word of God if you don't physically, you yourself, find yourself a good Bible, King James Bible, uh, purchase it, bring it to your house, set a time, humanly, to read it, right? Or find a time to go to a Bible-believing Baptist church or another church that believes the Bible and preaches the truth. You have to make some effort to go. God didn't give you a shower this morning. You have to do that. I addressed myself this morning, all right? So there's some things humanly that we have to do. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of craziness that happens, and, and uh, a lot of times we fail at what we should be doing humanly, and we shouldn't do that. And so building a house, building a home, in, in regards to this truth that we're going to learn, there's only, uh, there's parts that you have to do, and there's parts that God then will do. All right, so uh, it says right here in verse number two, it is vain for you to rise up early. I like that. To sit up late. I do sit up late. To eat the bread of sorrows, for he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the wound is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that had his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Oh, my. And the enemies are at the gate. I mean, they're in our home. They're in our home. You have your own standards that you have to answer the Lord for and what you decide to influence your family at home. But Internet should have some guidelines as Internet comes into your house if you have that. 
I don't know very many people anymore that have cable. Uh, most everything now is internet and streaming apps and such things, but there is some people that have cable. And so those are things that the enemies can go in and influence your family. And so think about that. I'm not going to make the set the standard for you. That's your responsibility. And you're going to have to answer the Lord for the things that you allow in your life. Romans 14 is very, very, very clear. Don't let the things that you allow into your life condemn you. All right? <clears throat> so we find pillar of time in nature. Uh, nurture. Nurture. Sorry about my saying that. To a child, love is spelled T-I-M-E. Time. Yet the average parent spends less than 36 minutes per day with their children, including the time spent in front of the television. Now, assess you uh, and assess your own life. I don't have any children. Well, assess how busy you are. This would be good if you're, if you're thinking about getting married and you're thinking about having a family. Think about this. How busy are you and what's going to have to happen when you have children? What do you have to change in your life so that you can have the time to raise these wonderful children that God's going to give us? And so all parents face demands on their time. But you make time for your children. God commands us parents to nurture our, ch- ch- uh, our children positively. And so it comes in with this, organize your time now as a single person. I've learned to make notes. I have a daily note, I have a weekly note, I have a monthly note, and I have a yearly note. And I try to prioritize what I need to get done at certain times. I plan ahead. By planning ahead, you redeem time. Preparation gives you more time. Believe it or not, you think, well, preparation is a waste of my time. No, it gives you more time because it will give you more efficiency and effectiveness doing something. And we're implementing that at the church. Anything we do, we want to do it ahead of time. Why? So that we can make time and give stress a little bit uh, off of us. All right? Uh, If you're frazzled and you have to get something done uh, and you have very little time to get it done, I think you're a bit more stressed than if you had plenty of time to get it done. So uh, in, in life, you have to give time to parenting. You have to give time to raising children. There's no way around it. There's no shortcut. You have to give them time. And the more you give them time, the feel, the, you feel like, well, they're not happy. Well, no, that's, don't look at it that way. Look at it that, well, they're enjoying you. That's why they want more of you. Okay? I know my children all the time, and, and it happens uh, just like it happened this few weeks. We all were sick. We're all at home. Guess what? I'm home all day long. And then uh, we had cancellation of services. So that gives time that I would be already doing something else, but that was a free day. So what happens? Guess what? There was a lot of time for my children. Now, when I went back to work, they go, where are you going? I had to go to work, guys. That's part of what I do. And they go, you don't have to. I'm like, no, I do. (laughs) That's part of life. I wish I had to go to work. I've been, I haven't been in work for a long time. I need to go to work. And so I think I like that. I'm here right now in my life. I got little kids. I think I like that. I like the fact that they enjoy time with me, even though I'm a crank and grumpy at times. And uh, especially when I'm hungry and I don't, I don't get enough rest, right? And so uh, 
help yourself out. Get food. Take a nap, all right? So you can enjoy your kids. Uh, and it says, uh, uh, Ephesians 6 and verse number 4, it's in your notes. It says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Children are provoked to anger by a father or mother who is angry, absent, or abusive. Okay, that's easy to remember. He alliterated it for us. Angry, absent, and abusive. Ignoring your children's need for love, and it's spelled T-I-M-E. It's time. There's no other way around it. I've tried. There's no other way around it. The greatest demand that my little kids want from me, especially Mariah, is not money. That woman has never asked me for money. I came home yesterday. It was a busy day yesterday. I started at 9 o'clock, and my first council meeting started at 9 to 2 in the afternoon. No lunch break. It was a heavy situation. At that point, I had another council, council meeting. At that point, I pushed now to 2 to 3. Then after that, I met with somebody that needed some counseling, three to four. By the time I get home, Gawanda decided that we get the snow that you all have been having. And so I had to shovel. And then by the time I got inside, my wife goes, did you not see the text I gave you? You need to get a birthday cake because your son's birthday is today, Micah's birthday. So praise the Lord for, I call it God and save, but it's a shop and save over there, Gawanda. And so, because it saves us many times. So we go over there, and I got some, and come back, and, and I'm, I'm all set again, you know. But I forgot something, that when I walked in, after shoveling, Mariah goes, I want to go with you. And so she got her coat, and she got her shoes. And all she wanted was to spend time with Daddy. Even if it was to just to go from my house to about not even two minutes away, the store, and just go. All right? And by the way, parents, parents, they still want time. If you raise good children, they might get busy, but they still want time. It feels like that you have to be available. Adult, adult, adult children are starting out in life, and they're busy, and they're trying to make headway in what's going on in this world, trying to get this and trying to get that. But you notice that when they need some advice and you raise them right and you have that loving acceptance that they're welcoming, they're, they're wanting to talk to you. They almost, they almost want you to have time for them when they're calling, right? Do you feel that? Some of you may feel that. And so that's what we want because, uh, uh, you know, we're talking about children, but really people. Love is spelled the same way. T-I-M-E. It's amazing that you figure, you know, all these counsel time and you're listening to people, and, and the Bible has not changed. And they've heard these truths a million times, and I'm just giving them the same truth that I already know from the Scripture. But it's amazing how it helps them just to know somebody gave them the time of day to listen to their woes. I didn't solve anything. <laughs> Are you kidding? You kidding? <laughs> You can't solve it either. And they got all that they need. They got God. They got the Holy Ghost. They got the Word of God. And it's still there. The problem's still there. That's part of life sometimes. And God gives us the Holy Ghost and grace to, to help us in those times. 
but it, it, it sure helps them. They, they say this a lot of times. Thank you for giving me time. I'm like, and that's easy. If that's all I need to do, I'll listen to you, and I'll pray for you. And if there's any insight I know from the scripture at the time that the Holy Ghost reveals to me, I'll give it to you. But, you know, people respond to time. So absentee parents, angry parents, and abusive parents are detrimental in this pillar of time in nurture. Children need discipline and strong authority, but without the twin pillar of nurture, discipline produce anger and discouragement. So you got the nurture, there are two beams on either side of that, you see. If you brush off the requests for your time and attention when they're small, go on play, mommy. Mommy's busy. Let's do it later. Oh, I catch myself saying some of these things. Can't you see that has something important to do right now? Not only uh, will we develop resentment toward your instruction, but they will learn to live without your input. They'll learn to live without your input. And it's weird, right? Some of you teach children at one point in your life. You've taught some little kids. And isn't it amazing when they do something, they either draw something <clears throat> or they're interested in, a, in maybe a tune. They, they learn some uh, song and they sing it over and over and over again. And then they want you to join with them for the fifth time, same song. And at that time, parent, you have a choice. At that time, you have a choice. You can do whatever you want. You're the parent. Or you could say, let me give this little kid time. I'm going to sing it for the fifth time. And I'm going to pretend that I enjoy it. Because they do. And then the next time little Susie or whatever, little Timmy gives you a picture of something you have no idea what he draw. Just listen, because I'll explain it to you in detail with his imagination. And there's no way, without him explaining, you would get to where he came from. But just look at it and say, don't flatter the kid, okay? You don't have to tell the kid, oh, that's a nice drawing. No, you're, you're lying. Don't do that. Just tell him, oh, that's interesting. Great. Great. You, you want to learn how to draw? Here's some videos on YouTube of that you can learn to copy and draw. And my kids do that now. There's a guy and a daughter, there's a father and a daughter that draw together in the, in the internet, and they know their names. And my, 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 my daughter, I think, sent in a picture, and they showcased it on their YouTube channel. So the internet's not all bad. You just have to, like I said, you have to be careful. You have to watch it, just like anything before. You have to watch it. But, 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 but that's what you have to do. Do I care? I think Abby draws really nice, but do I care? <sighs> I'd rather go golfing, you know? So, but, but I, have to, I have to be the father. Because someday that little girl is going to ask me something very important that I'm going to want to be there for. I want to be there when she asks me, Dad, what's the car that I should buy? What school should I go to? I want to be there for those moments. And so time uh, is important to spend with them. It's not wasted time, guys, to sit there 
and you feel like as a mother, uh, I, I feel my wife can relate to this, uh, that nothing gets done that she needs to get done herself. Uh, the house is a mess, and it's more for me because I love everything perfect. And that's something that frustrates me. But then my, my, my wife reminds me, well, today this happened. And then I have to be spiritual and say, okay, all right, that's worth everything that happened because that was awesome that that happened. So forget about the dishes is full. Forget about the, what is this on the floor? Is that the dog's food or is that raisins? What is that? We got deer back there, so I'm worried that Philip, Philip is a crazy kid. He does wild stuff. I'm afraid he grabs them and brought it inside. And what is that? You know? And so, uh, so uh, think about that as, as you, you have little children at home. And it flies so fast. It just goes so fast. It just quickly moves, you know. And so uh, think about that in your, uh, in your raising your children. Your children are a gift from God. Make time for them. Not just time spent watching television together, but actually living together. Now, we, we bash movies or television like that, but that could be used positively, all right? I'm going to tell you what it is. Bluey. Anybody know Bluey? Yeah? You're an actual parent if you know Bluey. <laughs> and it's really very nice. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's an Australian show, and, and Daddy's involved in the picture, and, and Daddy plays all the time with the kids. I'm like, where in the world did that dog get the energy to play with all? They're all dogs, by the way. And get all the energy. And they talk about some really heavy stuff that I think is done really well. I'm learning from Bluey. Like, that's how I need to do it. He plays like a robot, and the kids turn him on, turn him off. But then he teaches them, hey, you have to be responsible for cleaning your room. You know, you're going to make me do it, but at the same time, that's your room. You made the mess. You clean it up. He says things like that. I'm like, whoa, that's nice. Uh, so... Uh, you know, it's, watching something doesn't necessarily negate it that it's bad, all right? You could, you could use uh, different things like it. It's, it's a visual world now, so that's what I'm trying to put out there, okay? Okay, don't watch nothing, no. I watch everything. YouTube, this is how you fix this part of your car that's falling apart, you know? It's part of our culture, so don't, don't, don't just negate, okay, don't watch anything. But, but be watchful what you're using and what you're, you're doing uh, with your children. Uh, living together, all right? Have family dinner, all right? Have dinner in the same table at least once a day. Uh, I'm busy, uh, but, but dinner time should be a good, it's not, it's not Bible that you have to eat together on the dinner table, but maybe it's something that's kind of helping this togetherness as a family. Let's eat together, all right, on the dinner table. Ask about their day. Go fishing. Clean out the garage together. Work on project. Interface with one another's lives. Have a face-to-face moment. Look at each other's eyes. Listen to each other's voice. Actually communicate. All right? Uh, Don't just spend time with your children because of a problem. Learn to enjoy them. They'll associate that. If dad's going to take the time now and sit with me, and the only time dad does that, the only time mom does that because I'm in trouble, guess what? 
They're going to resent the time you're going to sit with them. So if you're going to give them truth, couple that with loving acceptance. So if you're going to give them a heavy load on Bible, and you should because they need it. They need guidance from the, from the scripture. But then do something fun. Go out sledding with them. Schedule it if you have to. Do something. 30 minutes, I'm going to go out there and sled with them. I like in the snow, I like no footprints anywhere. It's just my brain is messed up. I like my, my snow perfect. I just The way I shovel, it has to be in line. It shovels nice. That's why I don't want to plow. plow looks, I don't know how you make that look good. And, uh, and, and then the snowblower leaves the track, and you still have to shovel little pieces of it. I don't, no, I'm going to do a shovel. So my, my, my driver is perfect. It's cut. It's like it's cut really nice. Boom, there's the driveway, and the banks are looking pretty. And then I came home, and my little monsters, all the banks, are footprints destroyed. My, my lines are not straight no more. And it's, it's packed, and then there's a weird line going back there where the, they made a big little hill up there. And, and I'm frustrated with that, but I didn't tell them. And kids, when you watch this someday, just laugh. This is the way your dad gets, gets the frustration out. Right? But, but maybe what I could have done is went out there and grabbed some snowballs and hit them. Or maybe grabbed Philip because I want to so bad and just slam him on the ground. I could have done that and, and probably had memories and had fun. Correct? Correct? This is something I'm learning. You should have children when you're young. And when you're in sad in our country that a lot of our senior citizens, our grandparents are raising their, their, their children's children. That should not be the case. Why? Because they don't have the energy. It takes time for you to be consistent. And I've told this kid like five times yesterday, this is a garbage. You throw it in the garbage. I was a dumb kid or what, but all right. And it, it does it again. Same thing over and over and over. Close the door. It's cold outside. Don't leave the front door open. Close the door. It's not closed. Lights are on. Turn the light off. And you keep doing it over and over, and it's frustrating. But. Consistency is what we need in, 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 in helping them to just keep getting it done the same way. And eventually it'll click. Uh, somebody lets a dog out. That's one of the jobs of the kids. In the garage door, I want it locked after it's done and turn the light off. That's one of my frustrations. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but the dog's been out. Praise the Lord. I don't have to take the dog out. They do that. They love it. So that's perfect. But I told them, when you're done, you see this lock? You twist it this way. And you turn this light off. Look, there's even words. It says off and on. Do this. It hasn't happened yet. (laughs) But guess what? As a parent, I'm going to keep going doing that and said, do this, do this, do this, do this. You did not get your brains from me. Do this. But it's good, you know. Bring them up in the nurture and admission of the Lord. Nurture speaks of an environment of encouragement while admonishing 
Admonishment speaks to specific instruction. All right? Nurture is an environment of encouragement. It's kind of like you're a cheerleader to them. Hey, this is a hard thing to do. Let me admonish you. Let me give you instruction here. This is a very, like, just like I'm doing to that. But then I need to have a good spirit about it. And I'm going to tell this person, all right, this is what I want. You know the parameters now. I'm the authority. This is just my preference. And you live in my home. Uh, you, you are now to obey this. This is the way I prefer it done. Please do it this way. And so I keep doing that. And I keep doing that. But then I should say, you can do it. I don't know when, but you can do it. Great, great. You, you closed the door this time. Good job. Good job. You left the dog out, though. You know? So you just keep doing those things and encourage them. You, you don't want your kids to fail. Please don't make rules at home <laughs> that sets them up to fail. That's unreasonable. That's unreasonable. I want you to read... The entire Bible in three months. Abigail, that's my, that's my new rule for you. I don't do that ever, but you need to do it. Because you need to be better than me. That's unreasonable. And you're going to set people up to fail. By the way, do that with each other. Set real expectation with your friends, with the people you love in the church. Don't give them unreasonable expectation. That helps in having a good relationship. I don't expect you to just be my friend. You have to be this, 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 and this. Well, that's unreal expectation. Do you actually do those two? Right? So think about this. And all these relationships affects all of our relationship everywhere. Uh, your children need to see firsthand that the Christian life is real for you. Man, if you, can, if you fail at anything I said, just make sure they know Jesus is real to you. And you can't fake that. They'll see that in you. They'll, they'll see that in you. If Jesus is really real in your life, I guarantee you, you don't have to worry about it. They'll see it. They'll see Jesus in your life. A greater disconnect in the heart of a child, especially a teenager, uh, is when a mom or a dad who appears to be a Christian at church, but is strangely inconsistent at home. So hypocrisy is really a danger here. All right? A, really, a real danger. If you are struggling as a Christian parent in areas of your life, be honest with your children. I've said a few times to my children that I have a short fuse at things, when things don't go the right way, and I've had to talk to them about that gets angry because this thing doesn't happen, and it's not right. That is wrong. That is struggling with this, and, and the, the God of the Bible is helping with this. I'm memorizing verses that talks about anger and ruling your spirit well and such things. And, 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 and I get to have a moment of teaching, but yet my kids are gravitated. Why? Because dad has a problem with this, so they relate because some of them have problems with it. And so we get to talk. And so be honest with your children because you're not hiding anything. You think you are, you're not. Man, some of the, some of the convictions I get it's when I have my kids right in the car with me, and we're, we're not doing anything. We're just going. And I love that they're very, very candid with me. That means I'm doing a good job of that, uh, that I'm able to let them speak their mind. They're not being disrespectful. It's just they're being children, and they're candid. And they said, Dad, you don't do that. What do you mean I don't do that? You don't do like you preached that time. You said you do this. Sometimes, Dad, you don't do that. 
Okay, elaborate that, kid, because I'm about to beat you. <laughs> what do you mean by that? And then I could really come across prideful and say, how dare you talk to me like that? Or I could be humble and say, <laughs> that little stinking kid is right. So how am I going to help myself? And then instead of being hypocritical, you really gain respect when you're honest. Now, it, it starts with you admitting some of the faults that you have, but then they want to see you improve on those faults. And at times, and at times my kid came and said, Dad, you did really, gay, really good at there. Because we thought you would have acted this way, but you didn't. You, didn't, you did really good there. That's awesome. I've had that conversation with them. Because guess what? I do the same thing with them. And they do something stupid. Like, I don't want you doing this. You didn't do a good job. So and so, you didn't respond right. You had a bad spirit. So, I'm also under the Bible, don't, as a parent, right? I'm also under the scripture. I'm not above the scripture. Right? So if I can correct my fellow men using the Bible, guess what? I can also be corrected with the Bible. Correct? Okay. Uh, I'm not going to do that for the sake of time. Let's go to uh, uh, five here. Let's see if I can move this right. Loving admonition. Loving admonition. And then, uh, I think I moved past that. Let's go. All right. There we are. Number five. Rooftop of biblical authority. So we're going to look at rooftop of biblical authority. We're building a house here. We looked at different things, the foundation. We looked at the pillars now of loving admonition. Now we go to uh, the rooftop of biblical authority. And uh, we find uh, in Ephesians 6 and verse 1, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. All right, so the children don't obey us just because we're parents. They have a parameter and a guideline to which they obey us in. And that is we have to be in the Lord. We have to be in the scriptures. So it's out of bounds for me to tell my kids, okay, I'm going to teach you how to gamble so we can make some money. Uh, And I'm your parent. You have to obey me. No, then I'm out of bounds. I'm not in the Lord. The Lord is above me in authority to them. So we have to have the biblical authority, the rooftop for this home we're building. And uh, there's a couple of different... uh, uh, kinds of uh, parenting. There's, uh, there's about four different ones, and I'm going to go those quickly for the sake of time. And so uh, we'll see the number one uh, is neglectful. And what is neglectful? Neglectful is low in love, low in control. So we see that love and control has to be balanced. Truth and love has to be balanced, all right? It has to be moderated. It has to be put in proper balance. You can't be too much truth and not enough love, and you can't have too much love and not enough truth. It has to be perfectly in balance, just like driving on the street. All right? If your car is pulling to the right, you need to align it. Get some 
something's done to help you, all right, to get an alignment or uh, other things such as that to get you on the road straight ahead, be in the middle, all right? Uh, what kind of description we have here for neglectful parenting? Low in love, low in control, hands down, the neglectful parent dominates the parenting landscape in America today. This parent avoids or flees his children. He finds it easier to say, ask your mother and continue watching a ball game than to engage in opportunities to spend time with his children. He avoids sitting, setting boundaries and ignore precious few boundaries that are broken. Okay? Uh, fortunately, children discern the neglect Even as they take advantage of the relaxed rules, they translate the lack of attention as a lack of love because love is spelled T-I-M-E, all right? Proverbs 29.15 says this. Look at it now in your notes. It says, The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. They don't know better. You are the parent, and God expects you to know and to instruct them. So someday, when they become a full, mature adult, they can now do what you do, all right? That's when you stop parenting. That's a hard thing to do when you have grown mature children, is to now not parent them, you know? When you see an adult children come in, and they don't have the coats that you taught them to wear, where's your coat? It's cold out there. You should have put a coat on. They're 30, 25 years old. They're going to look at you like, what? I know. Mom, where's your coat, Mom? Look like you're wearing Dad's glasses today. Right? That's not your glass, Mom. Right? So be careful, older adults, as you treat your <laughs> adult children, because it turns around on you later. They're going to be the ones that ask you, and you're going to be upset. I've seen it, too, a senior citizen that... You know, at a time in their life, they're struggling, maybe memory loss, and they, they're not mobile anymore. They need somebody to pick them up for a ride. And, and their adult children treat them like a little kid to them. Mom, mom, are you okay? Okay, get in, mom. Get in. Let me open the door, mom. Leave me alone. I can do it myself. Right? So I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm preparing for it. Uh, when I have my kids adult, I'm going to just treat them like you're an adult. And then please mind me when I'm acting like you now to treat me like I'm treating you. Right? Because I'll, I'll reap what I sow. Right? So that might help some of our parenting. Maybe this, this, maybe this six-year-old Philip is going to treat me when I'm acting like him at 76. You know, so I need to be, I need to be careful. Dad... Where did you get the scissors? Dad, why are you cutting all the curtains? Well, I'm trying to line it up, son. It's not lined up straight. It's gone. There's no, more, there's no more curtains, Dad. It's gone. It's going to be fun. And then uh, there's a per, uh, permissive, permissive parenting, and that's high in love but low in control. High in love but low in crawl control. This parent allows his children to lead them rather than leading them. He fears his children is reluctant to say no. 
afraid that administering discipline will break down their relationship. Harsh discipline with little love, as described in the next point, will have this effect, the same thing, all right? But discipline with love uh, will not. While being your child's friend is important, remember that you are his only, uh, his only father or mother, all right? Be your child's true best friend by fulfilling your role as his parent, all right? Proverbs 6.20 says, My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. All right, moving right along. And we got the authoritarian, the authoritarian parenting. Did I say that right? How you guys say that? Help me out. <laughs> you guys know what I mean, all right? <laughs> it's in the screen for those in live stream. That's what happens when your second language is English. Uh, that means low in love, but high in control on the other side. This parent pushes his children to conformity rather than leading them to maturity. Uh, sometimes overachiever parents can fall into this. Uh, we want to do right. We want to look right. We want to look sharp. Right? When you go to church, I want your tie to look just right. I don't know who dresses my kids when they come to church, but uh, I fail. I feel like I fail all the time. I'm trying to help my wife, and, and she looks great, and uh, the girls look great, but my boys, what happened to you guys? Who combed your hair? We don't care, Dad. There's candy at church. We're going for candy, you know? He focused on the eternal behavior, the external behavior, rather than the nurturing the heart and growth. Oh, this is so hard. Parents who lean toward this parenting uh, philosophy should remember this verse. Look at Ephesians 6 and verse 4. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Jesus transforms us from the inside out. That's the very foundation of Christianity. The change comes from where, guys? Inside of us. Not outside of us. Not that the outside is unimportant. Don't make that misnomer that the outside is as important as the inside. But Jesus likes to start on the inside because when the inside is changed, it is, it is 100% will be revealed on the outside. It's just the way it's going to go. He knows that. He designed us so well. He knows how that works. And so he hits us from the inside. And so parenting should be done in the inside. Not on the outside. We should not be happy if our children are just conforming on the outward standards, but then you have them, uh, like I'm, I'm watching that now, and, I, when I'm, and I'm giving them some instruction, and I'm feeling, whoa, their attitude really stinks about this. They're doing it, but they have no attitude for it. And somewhere I'm miscommunicating truth here. Somewhere I've, I'm failing here. They're doing a good job outwardly, they're doing all the things I've asked them, but they have, they have a sour look on their face. And they have a sour disposition about it, and they are really not happy with this. And so how do I approach it? I'm struggling with that right now. I'm, I'm praying, God, help me. How do I get them to the point where I just don't want them to read the Bible just because they need to conform, but they want it themselves. They want to read it. You know, they, they want to do the right thing from the heart. And so I'm, I'm learning some of that. Here's the next one. Authoritative. They say that one? Authoritative. This is where we want to be. All right? That's high in love and high in control. This is the parent who accepts the, full, the and fulfills his role as the parent 
by lovingly nurturing his child's heart with love, with training him in obedience. He sees the big picture and ultimately directs his child's heart to the Lord. Ephesians 6 and verse number 4. While retaining the role of a parent, he's able to fellowship with his child, spending quality and quantity time together. Don't fall into this. Well, I just give them quality time. Don't fall into this lie. Well, I don't need to give him more time if I just give him quality time. No, 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 no. You're missing it. Okay. If I give you a steak and I cook it so good, but you can only have it once a year, but you love it so good, what would be your natural, natural instinct if I gave you that steak? Okay, eat it. Exactly. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So when we say this, we say, well, I can't give him quantity of time. I'm just going to give him quality time. You're, you're shooting yourself on the foot. If you have quality time, they're going to want it. They're going to want it. If you give your wife the time that is quality and she loves it, guess what she's going to ask? When can we do this again? And so it would just involve itself. It would just evolve itself into this. You're going to give them not just quality, but you're going to give them quantity. Psalms 103, verse 13. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. I don't have any time, but this is very... Very good to us. We read Psalms 127 about the arrow. Talking about shaping our children, guiding them to the point where they can make good decisions. I love some parents here that have parents some adult children. I've talked to them. And the goal that they had was this. I want to see them make good decisions. I want to see them make good decisions on their own. And that's a good parameter for parenting. You want to set them up where you give them liberty within parameters to make good decisions now. Don't make every decision for your children. Let them learn to make decisions. I love some parenting that's going on right now at the church. I think, uh, I don't want to say names just to, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I feel uh, some are, are, are really getting their kids to involve themselves in, in faith promise mission and giving up of their tithe. And so they take the time uh, uh, in a service and they, they, they get them to put it on an envelope. They write their names down and then they put it in there. But they never ask their kids to do this, but the kids wanted to do it. The kids said, can we do this? Can we participate? And when they did, the, the, the parents just guided the, the, those children, and those children are now writing their own names, putting their names down. You don't have to do that, but it's a sign that those children are making decisions within parameters, and we want to keep doing that. We want to keep doing it. If your children want to go soul winning, all right, go to a safe place. You have to give them parameters. Or don't go to the bar. You know, give them parameters, right? Give them the right parameters. Go out with them. Here's a good, safe neighborhood for their little kids. It might be a good response here. Don't set them up to fail. Get them somewhere where they can succeed in this decision they're wanting to make. And then help them do that. Okay? So, uh, in your notes there, uh, the guidance of our child is point number three. And I'll give you letter A and we'll be, we'll be done. Letter A is they require shaping. Just like a, a bow. Somebody has to make their bow. And then they require direction, shooting an arrow. You need to direct them. And that's letter B. All right? They require direction. Guys, I spent too much time. I need to get people downstairs for their uh, ministry. Lord, 
Thank you so much. Bless us. Thank you for all those that are here. Bless our morning service in Jesus' name. Amen. I apologize for you guys. You need to get out of here.